Hello everyone. Welcome to the Go Virtues podcast, previously known as Family of Virtues. I'm Richard and my co-host Shireen's together with me again today for our second episode of the new season. Really, really excited. Thanks everybody again for joining in from so many different countries. Um, you know, we, we sit here uh, on a weekly basis to talk about the virtues um, and also how uh, families can thrive when we recognize the good in each other um, and, and the virtues in one another as well. So I'm really excited to have you here. Shireen, welcome. Hi, Richard. Yes, it's very exciting to get together and actually talk about this. And I hope everyone listening to us is as excited <laughs> as we are. <laughs> uh, because it's, uh, yep. it's kind of becoming like a Sunday ritual now. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, I think it just takes um, it takes one thought, sometimes listening to even one podcast and one particular yeah. idea that can make a difference. So why not? Yeah, uh, Shireen and I have known each other for for quite a long time now. So, uh, we 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 you you might think that we're sitting here and it seems really effortless, but sometimes we we sit down like twenty minutes before recording and like, what are we actually going to say today? <laughs> and and uh, uh, the the one thing that I'm really the one thing that I'm really thankful for is the fact that we always have a virtues card to sort of anchor the discussion at least as we get started, right? So it helps us sort of collect our thoughts a little bit. So um, absolutely, yeah, sure. and I think what I think um, the one good thing about us is that we're very spontaneous. Um, <laughs> so you might notice that as we uh, go along this and as we're chatting, uh, yeah. we are really trying to infuse our experiences with the virtues and all the other learning both of us have had. I think over twenty years, and just yeah. put it in a in a bite-sized listening. I would say <laughs> for all of you out there. So today's card, Shireen, is appreciation. Right. Um, and I'm going to read the first part of the card. Sure. A- appreciation is seeing the good of life. It is recognizing the gifts that come our way and showing gratitude for them. When we express appreciation to others, we mirror the virtues we see in them. We perceive their positive intentions and honor them with our gratitude. Love thrives on appreciation. Intimacy grows deeper when we know we are seen and valued. As we do the spiritual work life calls us to do, it is important to appreciate our own efforts and to acknowledge our progress. We don't dwell on the unpleasant things of life. We value the learning even in the painful times, drinking deeply of the beauty and pleasures life offers. We don't waste a single day. Mm. Mm. <laughs> That's really deep. It's making me reflect it, it, a lot. It, it, it started off a little light and then after that it got really, you know, something, Yeah, as you said, really deep that you contemplate on, right? Especially during these times. Absolutely. I think um, sometimes as you go along, as you were reading, I was just actually thinking about the current times because that mm. particular point, um, the particular sentence which you said, we don't dwell on the unpleasant things of life. I think everyone yeah. you meet right now is pretty much dwelling on the unpleasant things of life. So I think yeah. this is a beautiful card that we picked up today to actually share mm. how we need to really value um, whatever we have. And I think it reminds me of having that abundance mentality where, you know, yeah. anything at any given point is so contextual and it's so, you know, it's so based on the situation. 
And we just yeah. need to train our minds to look at what we have and feel the abundance versus constantly focusing on what we don't have and getting into that, you know, that deficit mindset. What do you think, yeah. Richard? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. In fact, uh, my wife, Geeta, was uh, watching something uh, last week. I can't remember where. Uh, but she did tell me something along the lines of that our mind is so trained in such a way that, you know, our mind is trained on, is it addition and multiplication rather than division and subtraction? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And uh, when that's, that's all right when we are positively inclined. Um, but when there's a lot of negativity, a lot of problems, a lot of stresses and anxiety going our way, if the mind is always trained on adding and multiplying, mm. then basically whatever we are putting in front of it, front and center is just getting enhanced. Um, and I think that's, 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 that's really, really challenging. Absolutely. And I think that's what reminds me of um, mindfulness. You know, it just mm. takes that, you know, it just takes those 10 seconds to remind yourself to make that shift. It's like, come back here, take a deep breath and just yeah. shift, you know, from yeah. feeling, Pivot. from feeling that yeah. deficit thing to, you know, feeling that, okay, there is something that something good out there. And let me just focus on yeah. it versus rehearsing all the negative yeah. stuff in the mind. You know, it's, of course, a lot of this is easier said than done. Right. And I feel a lot of what we're reflecting on as adults, um, you know, it depends on I think we can attribute it to our childhood, right? The, the experiences that we've had in our childhood, totally. the relationship that we had with our parents, the relationships that we've had with our friends totally. and how anchored we are um, during a storm. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And, uh, and I think this is where appreciation really comes in because what, what really struck me in that card is a very, two very simple sentences. Love thrives on appreciation, number one. And number two, intimacy grows deeper when we know we are seen and valued. Absolutely. I love I that. I mean, do you, it's, it's crazy that uh, we've seen it, right? We've seen families, we've seen students, and we've seen them in, in, in hundreds, right? In thousands. Yep. Um, and, and we have seen different examples of how this kind of scenario in a household can affect a child as they grow older. Oh, yes, absolutely. You know, I think that whole, um, the whole point where children start to misbehave actually comes mm. from here. So when a child is seen, he is heard, and he yeah. knows that he is valued or he matters, then, yeah. you know, he becomes resilient to everything else around him and you don't really see that misbehavior. But the minute yeah. they're not seen, they're not heard and they know that they're not valued, then you see, you know, a whole like like a tsunami of misbehaviors just, you know, rippling through. Yeah. yeah. And we, we, we use that tip of the iceberg analogy a lot, right? Because uh, uh, there's another very popular phrase, right? misbehavior is a result of a need that is not being met. Absolutely. I, right? Yes, I love that iceberg. <laughs> and I swear by the iceberg because literally what you see uh, at the yeah. tip of the iceberg is what the child is communicating. And what you're not yeah. seeing is, you know, what he's feeling, thinking and what his needs are. And as you spoke about acknowledgement, this is what 
is very important for everyone out there to know that, you know, acknowledging a child's feeling. And when we're talking about children, I'm not talking about a two-year-old. I'm even talking about a 20-year-old. Just Absolutely, yeah. acknowledging how they are feeling is very important because that is teaching them how to be, um, how to build their own emotional resiliency. You know, yeah. it's like going to a doctor, you know, if if you don't know what's, if he doesn't know what's wrong with you, he can't prescribe medicines. Similarly, mm. if you don't help children, if you don't help them acknowledge their own feelings, how are they mm. going to learn how to cope with what they're feeling? Yeah. Right? No, I agree. Yeah. I think being comfortable with emotions uh, definitely anchors you. It definitely gives you a sense of, uh, I guess, that, that confidence as well as you get older. Um, and And to be able to emulate that in your own relationships as you get older as well Absolutely. you know so if, if if we show empathy towards our children if we show that we care about what they're feeling um it isn't really making them weaker it's actually showing them that when somebody else is in need or when somebody else is in distress this is a desired yes. attitude or behavior from my side that i need to show that and i know we're going i know we are digressing a little bit yep. <laughs> but i guess I, I as we always do right um I th- but it, it really comes back to that yep. appreciation yep. and why that is so important um, in this day and age or, at, at, you know, right now. Yeah, you know, um, it's very interesting. Okay, let, let me ask you a question, Richard. I mean, you've got a, a eight-year-old, right? So yeah. when he brings something to you, whether it's a painting or whether it's some work that he's done, you know, how mm. do you appreciate him for what he's brought to you? Whoa. Firstly, you know, I, 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 I look I look at um, a lot of different factors, right? Because I obviously know all the work that he's obviously put into it. It hasn't come out in one second. Mm-hmm. So I could have seen that he's been working on it for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, it's obviously been inspired by something he's passionate about or something right. that he enjoys. Right. Um, you know, so I would definitely say, wow, I love your use of color. Mm-hmm. Or look, you know, I can see your creativity in the way in which you've used that color mm-hmm. or the way you've used these materials together, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I can see how excited and enthusiastic you are about this robot that you've made. Mm-hmm. So at the same time, acknowledging something he's passionate about, mm-hmm. which is a robot, right. so that's his enthusiasm right. um, that brings him so much joy, but also the creativity with which he's actually you know, use the materials or use the colors and everything together. Right. Um, you know, in, in opposed to, wow, that's great. I'm so proud of you. Absolutely. I mean, I like that point you made, Richard, which is where a lot of, I think a lot of parents sometimes, it's not wrong, but I think we're just hardwired to say, oh, good job. Oh, well done. You know, we're just hardwired yeah. to use those words. And when we use those words, um, it's actually saying nothing about the child. <laughs> <You know? laughs> But a lot of parents would be like, hang on, I'm not going to be able to string all of those sentences together. Right, no, it's okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> which, is, which, is, which is fine. It, it seems rather contrived at the beginning, but maybe the only advice I would be able to give them um, is look for, I guess, the work that has gone towards mm-hmm. the product rather than product itself. Absolutely. And you know, sometimes yeah. the, when you're talking about the work that is done, it could be so much. I mean, it could be the efforts. It could be yeah. the the attributes or the virtues. It could just be 
the fact that the child is trying to do something it could be something as small as that and you know when yeah. you spoke about talking about you know telling him uh, about his creativity and his passion when you use these virtues with children and you use these kind of um, ways of acknowledging them then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy right mm. so they think mm-hmm. oh right okay so i am creative and i've got this passion and they live up to these okay mm. i know these are these are labels in a way but i would call them good labels versus using certain labels which could be very very harmful to children yeah yeah you know i mean things like we we say a lot of things to kids right we even call them you know you're so smart Yep. for example yep. right that that also you know puts a kind of pressure on the child yes. so sometimes i feel that we uh you know it's 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 quite innocent i don't think it's you know badly intentioned at all mm-hmm. our parents called oh wow you're so smart or how are you going to become smart when you get older um that in fact increases the pressure yep. um on a child to try and achieve that outcome yep um however what's what's it oh sherin you describe it then i mean what's another way to be able to acknowledge a child for an academic achievement let's say okay so actually um i've seen this in my daughter i mean she's excelled throughout school and she's pretty much she's i mean she's had her victories in a lot of areas and you know heard this thing oh my god you're so smart you're so smart and like you said it puts a pressure to perform and what yeah. happens when you keep telling a child you're so smart when they have to try something that they may not be as good with then yeah. they don't want to try it because they are they are afraid they might fail and they cannot live up to being smart and that's, that's right. what yeah. reminds me of what carol dweck said she wrote this whole lovely article about the perils of praise you know mm-hmm. which is what we are trying to talk about that you know when you praise you don't just um put a label that becomes detrimental to the child yeah yeah um you know when 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 a child's really working really hard like i said if we don't look at the outcome of it we look at the process of it there are so many things that we can acknowledge a child for right i mean commitment is one thing yep um determination i like to use this example a lot like when a child's really young you know we would say uh hey john i can see how determined you are as you're learning how to ride your bike yep um and when john gets older um we can acknowledge john and say hey, john i can see how determined you are because you're working so hard you know on tying your shoelaces and you're not giving up yep. or to to build that lego creator 3 in 1 yep. um and you're not giving up and the older he gets we say john i can see how determined you are on working on that math problem <laughs> you're not giving up Absolutely. and john gets older and john's learning how to drive yep. and we say john I know you're working so hard and you're so determined to learn how to parallel park and you're not giving up and some people may say hang on he's going to be 25 years old yeah. <laughs> you're not going to be there on his shoulder yeah. to tell him hey john yeah um you know but you know what remember last week when we spoke about the seeds of uh, conscience yes. like planting the seeds of conscience yep. if john's heard mm. that he is a determined individual yep whether he was tying his shoelaces or working on that math problem or learning how to park yeah. or whatever it may be yeah. then when he goes through a problem Absolutely. it's not that a plus in math when he was 12 years old that he was called smart for that helps him absolutely but what helps him the fact that he knows he is a determined, determined individual yep 
Absolutely. That's brilliant. And this is exactly just the way you, you explained it. This is what I think parents need to be intentional about and do with their children. Find those moments where they can actually, um, you know, either... Uh, acknowledge catch the them. yeah catch, catch them being yeah. good catch, catch them, them being yeah. good <laughs> acknowledge them and you know richard maybe we can share with um, everyone listening that when you are acknowledging children for virtues you know how to break it up into that three step way of acknowledging so that yeah. it's very easy to remember like you said you started off with um i think you said uh, i see that you're so determined right yeah. so yeah starting yeah. off with i see that you're determined or i notice that you know yeah. you're working very hard so that is the yeah so first there's, there's step, always right? yeah there's always three there, there are three three ways to construct right. i guess a sentence yep. but uh you know I, I would leave that to the creativity of every individual because it, it depends right Absolutely. we could say i i hear i hear you i see you i feel yep. you we could say yep. uh things like Wow, what creativity. Even with an exclamation, that's perfectly fine. Yep. It's just yep. how you basically open a sentence. Then right. it's the virtue itself. What is your child showing? Your child doesn't show Absolutely. smartness. Your child, mm -hmm. you know, doesn't show that. Your child is showing how committed they were to be able to get that result. Okay? Or right. if your child is playing with a, a friend and decides to give them a toy, right? Yep. You can then say, John... I can see how kind and generous you are, yep. you know, with Katie, right? Yeah. So you're acknowledging him for his kindness, his generosity, his friendliness. Yeah. Right? And Rather Yeah, absolutely. And then the third part, maybe you can continue to give that example, which is the most important part, which is showing the evidence of what made evidence. him, you know, generous yeah. and kind. Yes, I guess uh, the, the easiest way to explain why the evidence is important, Shireen, is you do something right. Yep. And I say, Shireen, good job. And then, and then another and another thing is like when someone says, you know, I, I'm really proud of you. Yep. Very subjective. You know, when, when, yeah. When I say I'm really proud of you, um, the child then obviously has to keep working to make me proud. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And what happens is when so, you do that, when you keep saying I'm proud of you and I'm proud of you, you're actually your child is becoming very outward directed. He's working mm -hmm. not for himself, but he's working to get someone yeah. else around him feel proud of him versus feeling yeah. proud and honored of himself. Yeah. So let's say so back to the, the, the construct. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So let's say we've got we've got a, you know, a girl, Katie. Um, and she usually um, is a little bit, you know, disruptive and, and, mm -hmm. and uh, finds it very difficult to share. Mm -hmm. um, and at a particular moment in time, you see her and she's working. Mm -hmm. She's being calm. Yep. And you can see that she's working well with, with, with John, who's right. next to her. Mm -hmm. So then you have to catch them. Yep. You know, sometimes the attitude is like, oh my God, she's not saying anything right now. I'm not going to press a button. Otherwise, it's <laughs> right. all going to go wild again. Yep, you absolutely. know, you, you, this is my five moments of calm. So I'm not <laughs> Let me to... not say anything right you know? Yeah, I know a lot of parents but, do that. But that, that is the moment. That is the yep. moment where we yep. could just go down and go into her ear. And I'm telling you, the children are listening and they're so perceptive and they're wanting to listen. And you just sit there and whisper and say, Katie, I love how you're working so peacefully yep. and cooperating with John right now as you share your toys together. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. 
It's and beautiful. and Katie might just look at you with a sparkle in her eye. She might nod a little. She might not give you any reaction, and you just slip away. But be sure that, that she heard you. Yep, absolutely. She heard you. And you know, Richard, as you're saying this, I'm just thinking. Uh, sometimes <laughs> it's easier. You know how you know you know the analogy of using an oxygen mask on yourself first before using yes. it on your child. I yeah. think you know it's not just with children, but all all the parents listening to us. If you just actually start using this on yourself with your spouse, uh, you know. Over time, it just becomes so habitual and it, it becomes like an effortless thing to go and acknowledge anyone around you, not only your children, yeah. you know, just yeah. absolutely anyone. Yeah, I've seen it happen, you know, um, you know, when, when we start using it in a family, mm. uh, you know, appreciation, but meaningful appreciation yeah. by, uh, you know, as I'd like to repeat again, open up the sentence, absolutely. use the virtue yeah. and then provide the evidence, right? Very simple. Yeah. So if, if you acknowledge your spouse also, you, let's say your spouse is, you know, attending a painting lesson or um, has, has started an exercise routine, yeah. right? And you can see how committed they are and how resilient they are. Let's say, let's say they've, they've gone through a lot of pain and they're working towards that, you know, troubles yeah. at the workplace and they're working towards that. So in front of your children, even if you acknowledge them and say, you know, I can see how resilient and determined you are. Um, you've yep. been through all of these problems, but you've still put a smile on your face. You're still joyful and you're still uh -huh. working towards it. And, you know, and, and you can say, well done at the end. I mean, I don't yep. mind that. No, that can absolutely. be the after, you know, but um, <laughs> yes, and then the children yes. notice the children notice. And Shireen Ray has started using the language just, oh, yes. just, just the other, just the other day we were sitting down and working on something and, um, and uh, it was a really large Lego piece that was probably really beyond his age, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and 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 Gita was basically trying to sort things out in in different colors to make it easier for him. Mm -hmm. um, and he said, "Mommy, thank you for being so helpful oh, and orderly um, by placing all my Legos in different sections." Oh, absolutely! And, you know, both of us were like taken aback. Yeah, a little taken aback, but it's so nice. You hear acknowledgement, you know, even when it comes from a child. <laughs> oh yes, absolutely. No, more so when it comes from a child. Mm. I think you know mm. because mm. Uh, when they repeat that, you know they've learned, and yes. you know they're such social learners. I mean, we human beings are social learners. We learn from one another, yeah. and if you think about it, your child spends more time with you than anyone else. That's so true. that's a brilliant. You know, um, a lot of parents even actually ask about, you know, when you don't see these virtues in children, how do you actually call upon them? But I guess we can we can continue this topic when we uh, yeah. when we have a next session, you know, maybe we can yeah, continue I with think, this. Yeah, we can speak about guidance language, like yeah. language to guide and correct, Absolutely. you know, in, in, in the next session. I think that's equally as important, of course, because we, we understand that life is not a bed of roses yep. and we understand that children are, are going to get things wrong and, and as they should. Yes, um, yes. But what do we say to them when they do get it wrong so that they use it as a teachable moment? Yes. I think that's really, really important. Yep. Um, but we can we can definitely get to that. Yeah, as I well. think yeah, we I think we can discuss that next time and we can also uh, share about how you can replace you know, words have so much power like we've been talking about. So how mm -hmm. you can replace these negative words with the language of virtues. You know, yeah. like we mentioned last time, instead of calling someone very stubborn, uh, you know, mm. stubbornness is actually in in one way, it's a form of determination. Yeah. So how do we change yeah. these, um, you know, yeah. these negative things to more positive virtues and, yeah. and like you said, very, guide children. 
guide and correct and yeah. just just maybe like a trailer towards what we'll speak about next yep. um just because you you brought it out um you'd obviously acknowledge the shy i can see how determined you are and i need yep. and and you want to finish this on time and that that's great determination yep um however we need to be reliable yes because we're supposed to leave at this time exactly so yeah let's be flexible and 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 move on you know yeah. so we'll get to that as we said but you know there there are tricks to be able to make the child still feel good um rather than putting them down oh yes absolutely that was a great example you shared actually it was so subtle i mean you you gave an example where you corrected but even the correction was so subtle like it didn't feel like it was there was anything wrong in it and that's i think <laughs> something we master over time <laughs> there was another another example is we talking about examples the other day um you know we were we were going out for a drive and usually we always have a battle you know okay um you know who gets to sit in the front and ray likes to sit in the front sometimes and he 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 approached the door um and he paused and he said i think i'm going to be considerate today <laughs> oh wow <laughs> because because dada as in for for those of you who don't understand dada's granddad uh-huh. um cuz dada would be happier sitting in front so i think i must show my consideration <laughs> so so then when That's he lovely. sat in the back seat i said i honor you for being considerate Uh-huh. because this is going to result in a peaceful drive oh, so brilliant. thank you very much <laughs> lovely i think <laughs> because that's otherwise it's only a battle <laughs> i think i think that's brilliant you know where, where it becomes something it's really a family of virtues literally yeah. <laughs> so, but for yeah. i mean for people who think that sometimes this doesn't work it works um oh, it, it really yes. works and even with in in season 1 i had spoken to several people including uh, dara feldman who's mm-hmm. who's of course been part of the project for I got a very very long time she's mm-hmm. like you know very close with the founders as well mm-hmm. um and she said that she was introduced you know to the virtues when her children were teenagers and raging at home at that time she would come home and 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 her house would be you know a complete nightmare mm. so it's actually never too late i know we speak about the seeds of yeah. conscience and all of that stuff but it's yeah. never too late oh, to 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 pick up and learn no it's never too late you know it's an inherent need and even uh, gary chapman in his love languages actually one of his love languages is words of affirmation which is pretty much just acknowledgement and appreciation and so like you know anyone whether you're 2 20 or you know you're 80 we thrive on feeling valued and acknowledgement so well i i think i need to acknowledge you as well richard and say uh, thank you so much for your purposefulness and uh, <laughs> and zeal in actually sharing this and um, inviting me to be part of this podcast because uh, i'm enjoying it and i hope everyone out there is also enjoying this Oh Shireen you're one of the most enthusiastic and purposeful people I know so you make a perfect perfect partner and I think we 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 cooperate quite seamlessly yeah. so it, yeah. it just made sense yeah. right Yes true uh, Shireen you've always shared a story with me I I, I want to acknowledge my wife now as well because you know this thing about appreciation uh you know obviously has not come very easily uh to me mm-hmm. uh it it could be we spoke about our childhoods and things like that at the beginning and how that actually affects us mm-hmm. um as we grow older So um you know, it depends on your upbringing and what your environment Absolutely. was and what you're used to and and sometimes growing up in some of our households yep um appreciation probably never um came so easily with words mm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and we know that words do matter. Oh, yes. And she's, she, for her, she says, you know, she used to tell me when we first got married because it was quite different from the way her family would always acknowledge and always appreciate. And sometimes I'd be like, you know, isn't that a little excessive? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but she says the three A's she always lives by. And she says, Rehan needs to learn this. That's what she's acknowledge, yep. appreciate, mm-hmm. and apologize. Beautiful. You know, she yeah. says she needs, he needs this. Um, and it is only after learning about the virtues and slowly getting myself used to the way of speaking mm-hmm. that I've realized how powerful this is because I can see it in my own child. No, I. And you have shared stories with me, Shireen, because yeah. your childhood, um, you know, you've spoken about the positive messages around your house. Oh. I always remember, yep. Um, yep. you know, the things that would always be there. So can you please tell us about that and how that makes a difference to you now? Oh, wow. Okay, so I think... Um, I had, I'm very grateful. And if uh, my parents happen to be listening to this, um, <laughs> I no, I really, I really feel very grateful and blessed, especially, you know, when you listen to all the stories people have, yes, some people have great childhoods and some people have gone through a lot. So I grew up in a family, which was very, very positive. And mm. I would wake up every day and know that, oh, what am I going to learn today? And, you know, it was, it was so exciting to wake up and just be home uh, because of, of the positivity, and I think it, I would like to, um, I would like to acknowledge my father for this. And when we were very young, he used to give us these posters, and I think this is what I shared with you. I think yes. we were very young, maybe five or six year old, and you know, he gave us this poster which said, "When I wake up in the morning, I have two choices: to be mm. happy or." unhappy and I Mm. choose to be happy and you know Richard this poster was in my toilet okay and even Mm. if I didn't read it it was a visual cue on the wall every day when I went to brush my teeth and (laughs) it just got internalized and I think um, today when I look back I mean I've I've been through my fair share of trials in life but Mm. the the fact that I can just put it behind not rehearse it and have this positive self-talk I fully Mm. attribute it to my childhood so Mm. yes you know speaking the language of virtues acknowledging appreciating creating that positive atmosphere at home lasts forever yeah and i think you know even even though i could probably say that my parents were not as vocal Mm -hmm. uh in terms of the language used what i definitely sensed by them or from them is 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 their willingness to always be there and to provide advice and to have that bond and that relationship you know to always be there because children are going to feel that connect even purely by presence right you know there was never a moment in time as as children when we actually felt that we were not able to go to them. Right. Um, you know, they've always been there. They've always been around. Mm-hmm. And and don't ever think that just because your child is old enough that they should yeah. be able to, you know, no, uh, sort things out on their own. I think it's really important that that intimacy... Yep. Um, that those relationships are always there. Right. Yes, Richard. You know, actions do speak louder than words. Sometimes you you need to just feel it like you did. But uh, sometimes I I guess you need a balance. You need to feel it and you need to hear it. And it's never too late. My dad's 82. And the other day I just showed him how to do something on the computer. And he actually sent me this very nice voice note, which I I played over and over (laughs) again because he acknowledged me uh, for so many things. And, And, you know, it just made me so happy. So it's 
never yeah. too late. No, it's it's like what we said earlier at the, at the top of the program. This is not just a children thing. Yeah. It's a thing between adults. It's be, you know between a between a father and a child. Even though that child is much older now, between spouses, everybody. I think it just makes everybody feel better. Yeah. Um, and and it gives them that sense of value, right? And why 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 is it more challenging? Now, why are we talking about this now? Why is it important for the children now than before? Oh, is it because the world is is the world different from when we were growing up? No, absolutely, it is, Richard. I mean, when we when I, we don't even need to go back very far. When I was young, we grew up in big families where the only thing, the only social interaction was real interaction and not social. Yeah. There was no social media. You know, there was nothing else. So it was real social interaction. And when you have that real social interaction with people around you, I mean, look at yeah. the skills. Look at look at the amount of skills that you pick up. Yeah, absolutely. But now, yeah, well, it's a different world. Uh, it's a different influence that children have. So, yeah, I think they need it. They need these reminders now more than ever. And I think uh, what's important is each parent, each adult, is responsible for creating the family culture that you want. Mm. And mm. this might be the best way to start to create it. There is uh, there are a lot more distractions now as well. I feel yeah. you know. Um, Today, uh, when a child is supposed to, you know, see three pairs of clothes on a bed yep. and choose one, mm -hmm. uh, the decision-making process isn't that difficult. Mm -hmm. um, of course, I'm just using a very basic example, but right now the choice and the variety is so much in so many facets of life mm -hmm. that it's it, it sometimes creates a, a, a distracted mind. Um, and I feel that with these conversations that we have with children, when we're talking to them and we're acknowledging to them, when they've made decisions, when they've actually faltered, when they've picked themselves up, I think it creates a little bit more of a focus, mm -hmm. you know, to identify, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good at this mm -hmm. or I'm able to do this or I can get through this in these ways. Mm -hmm. um, so acknowledging them for, for the process or the experiences in yep. The yep. midst of all that distraction, in, in, in the midst of all that noise. Yep, absolutely. I think it's like a filter. You know, it's like a brain mm. filter. So when you acknowledge them for the right things, then they filter it out and they know, okay, this is what I can I use. I love it. Uh, versus, yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. So it's I mean, you have all of this and you put a filter yeah. of determination on it. Absolutely. Or, you know, I can't believe I'm going through all of these problems and everything. Yep. And then somebody just sits you down and says, but just look at how resilient you've been. <laughs> and 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 it just helps you sit back and say, "Yeah, I have yeah, been." You know, it, it gives so much context. Been. It gives so much context to everything, and then you're willing to put it all aside and and like you know extract the essence of that whole experience into yeah. just resilience. Yeah, beautiful. No, I think so. I think so. Um, let's let's read the 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 uh, the back of the card, Shireen. You've got that. Okay, sure. Right. For what has been. Thanks for what shall be, yes, Dag Hammarskjöld. The practice of appreciation. I look for the good in life and in people. I freely express gratitude and admiration. I honor my own progress. I value the gifts in my tests. I don't allow myself to stay down and disappointed. I enjoy all all that life has to offer. I feel grateful 
for the bounty of my life. I am thankful for the gift of appreciation. It fills my cup. Wow. <laughs> wow. I think I, I have definitely have a full cup today, Richard. And before, uh, I'm just going to say a few last words before I give it out to you. And, you know, I, I really resonate with this one line which says, I don't allow myself to stay down and disappointed. I think people who know me well enough, but people who are close mm. to me know, I constantly say I will not allow anyone to compromise my happiness and I am in charge of my happiness and you know it's it I like to use the analogy of a pendulum okay when mm -hmm. it's in the middle that is my state of being and for me my state of being is to be happy and yes yeah. there are going to be things in life that are going to make me swing to the left and the right they could be very mm -hmm. good and very bad and that's okay but I always remind myself that I need to come back to that middle and yeah you know be happy and yeah yeah and that has come from somewhere shireen right i mean it's like like we always i, I was stressing right at the beginning also <laughs> it matters how you're brought up absolutely and how you deal with life and that's the urgency i feel you know for parents to understand that the world that we are in right now 2021 mm -hmm. um if your child's you know if, if, if you've just got a child now in 2021 by the time they're 20 in 2041 god knows what the world's going to be like yep so the we we can only give them a good environment we can only acknowledge them for the qualities that they know they should have the virtues that they have within them call them out so that when the tests of life mm -hmm. will come they get to enjoy everything that life has to offer and won't stay down and disappointed when things don't Absolutely. turn out the way they want to. And I think, you know, yep. it's really yep. important. So as as uh, important as it, as it is for them to get a great IGCSE score and an IB score, I think we need to make sure that our children have a very high uh, social, emotional quotient and, you know, yeah. a score that you can be responsible yeah. To bring remind me, remind me in the next session also before before um, you know we speak next time as well about freely expressing gratitude. Oh sure. Um, because people 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 I myself included sometimes have difficulty saying that somehow I'm like a little embarrassed just to give a compliment, mm. right? And and that that also takes uh, you know I guess if you 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 need to learn how to give a compliment freely and really sense the joy that the other person's receiving. Yep as well that's you know, a lovely so think, one we can talk about that next time and we yeah. can even talk about how some people really don't know how to accept compliments yes yes that's <laughs> a, 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 yeah. oh well thanks thanks uh, Sharina. i think Thank it was a great you. chat yeah. uh you know time time to wind up guys yep. um and and hopefully hopefully we've been able to share something you know with you that that's put a smile on your face um a little bit of homework mm -hmm. um use it use the structured sentences Identify a virtue. If you want to find the words, go to virtuesproject.com. You'll find tons of them as well. Mm -hmm. um, and give the evidence. Right. You know, give someone a virtues acknowledgement this week and let us know how it felt. Fantastic. So until next time, visit us on govirtues.com. Look us up on Instagram and Facebook at govirtues. See you guys. Bye. Bye, Bye. Thank you. Have a great day. Take Bye. care. Bye-bye.